Hey guys, um, this past weekend uh, something happened that uh, it's going to be a lot, lot more important than uh, the rest of the things we're going to be talking about within this next hour. Uh, early Sunday afternoon in Italy, uh, Davide Astori, the uh, captain of Fiorentina, peacefully passed away in his sleep at the age of 31 from uh, what we know right now is considered to be natural causes uh, a heart attack with no you know no previous no previous uh, medical condition that would have led to this uh, as a result all the games that were played that were supposed to be played on Sunday were cancelled so only three were played this weekend and obviously this was the right thing to do um, for those of you who have been following the story, for all the players that were warming up in the early games, right when the news broke, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them broke down in tears on the field and had to uh, had to walk off and uh, you know just just cry it out in the locker room. Uh, there was even uh, the coach at Cagliari who needed medical attention after everything that happened. So it was very uh, just very tragic and sad news. And, um, you know, it's just a reminder to just a reminder to everyone that, you know, you should never take you should never take your life for granted. You should never, you know, never, never go a day without thinking you didn't live it to the fullest. Uh, that, that's 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 just the most important thing, I think, in life. And, uh, you know, per- personally, I think a lot of sports fans can relate to what I'm about to say. There's always that those handful of athletes that you know you really just you really just like and you like hearing about them and you like following them for no real particular reason. Uh, you know they may not be a household name, they may not be the most skillful. Good guys. They they you know they you, you don't really you don't really know why you like them you know and for me that was like Davide Astori was one of those players for me. I just really I don't even I don't even know why I just liked enjoying him play. I found him a pretty good player, but that's not that's not why I liked him. I just. I don't know. I just thoroughly enjoyed watching him. Just liked following him, and uh, you know what happened this weekend is just just a lot more important than the rest of the things we're going to be talking about. Now, Sam, what do you have to say? I, I mean, I I think you pretty well covered everything, uh, and and I I think you did. I think you did the player justice. I mean, obviously, like like everyone else this weekend, we were shocked to, to hear what happened. One because you don't really expect that sort of thing to to happen to someone who's 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 as young as he was, who's only thirty one, but also I think because when it comes to pu- like public figures and people who who are in who are in the spotlight who you watch on a weekly basis, um, I think when when something like this happens, it just kind of takes you a little bit more by shock because you just don't expect them to be like on the out, um, right? So. Good, good on the league for for calling off this weekend's fixtures on Sunday. It was the only thing that they could have really done. It was the least they could have done. I think uh, you know we don't want to we don't want to mope on it too too much over the course of the episode because there are a bunch of people who who are expressing who are expressing you know thoughts and, and prayers for the player and his family and everyone whose life he he touched. Um, and we don't really feel that this is necessarily the, the outlet to just harp on that sort of thing. Instead, we just want to kind of give 
a, a tip of the hat to the player um, who obviously was as is evident by the accounts that were given by by so many p- people who knew him um, a great man good leader good teammate and it just kind of sucks when this sort of thing happens to like you said a guy who just obviously no matter who it happens to it, it it's very unfortunate but th- this strikes this strikes a little bit harder because he was just he was one of the A's good guys and you know I think Danny Alves came out yesterday or, or today I don't know making some insensitive comments about how you know whatever I don't even want to get into them but I, I think when someone in the public eye when something like this happens to someone in the public eye it just kind of has a little bit more of a shock factor so it's understandable why the league would have wanted to call off the games and it's you know it's the only thing they really could have done yeah so, I mean, that, that was the right thing to do but um i just want to you know pay pay homage to uh to davide uh so he he began his career in the milan youth academy uh unfortunately never never got a shot at um Never got a shot at playing with the senior club, unfortunately. But uh, where his career really broke out was when he when he got moved to Cagliari, where he had 174 appearances for the club. Uh, toward the towards the tail end of his stay there, he went on loan to Roma. He went on loan to Fiorentina, where he where uh, you know he enjoyed he enjoyed two pretty uh, pretty good seasons in the in the top four. Uh, and then finally moved on to Fiorentina, where he was a very, uh, very good player, named captain this year because of uh, his uh, his leadership qualities, and you know, just like you said, his uh, just being a leader, and uh, was capped 14 times by the Italian national team. Um, he was a part of know, the set. He was a part of the. He was a part of the, the setup. The I setup think it's fair to say that. You know, he probably would have gotten some looks in the near future. Yeah, and I mean, so, he's been he, he was with that group for years. So yeah. that's I think this is also a reason why we saw a lot of a lot of players throughout Italy being hit pretty hard by it, because because a lot of they all knew him. A lot of guys knew him, you know, uh, on and, on a lot of you know on on a number of teams just because he was part of the national team. And setup. you know, um, something that I find amazing is that you know even though Davide's story is not a household name in the world of football. Uh, just the the outpour of support and of uh, you know of prayers from from everyone from you know Sergio Ramos to like you said uh, I mean Danny Alves to an extent um, you know just, just wow. it was just it's just it's just it's really nice to see these kinds of things and uh, you know I, I I just read today that today was supposed to today's Monday March fifth and. Uh, Today was supposed to be the day actually that Davide Story was supposed to extend his contract and be the uh, the captain for you know quote unquote for life like end his career here and uh, shout out to Fiorentina for what they did today yeah so what essentially what they did today was they they uh, kind of symbolically signed his contract and um, what would have been this contract extension and they're going to be giving the money to um, to his. Uh, to his wife and his uh, very sadly two-year-old daughter, who doesn't have a, a father anymore. There's also a newborn, um, two weeks old, two which weeks makes old. it hurt even more. But I mean, in any case, 
um, doesn't you know doesn't change what happened. But good on Fiorentina for respecting the player and and looking to take care of his family. I don't really know what what more there is to say on it because I mean we pretty much covered all boxes. Like yeah, I said, so this this sort of thing we're all thinking you expect uh, to hear and just all we could do is just acknowledge acknowledge what happened, give the player a tip of the hat and hope for the best for everyone that knew him and hope they can move on for the Fiorentina players who who lost who lost a brother, who lost a leader, who lost their captain. Hopefully they could rally around this. I mean, if anything good can come out of this at all, if that's even possible, um, you know, hopefully they can close out the year uh, as, as, as best they can and just do them justice. But this is uh, this is something that's gonna that's gonna stay in our minds for a very long time. So, riposa in pace, Davide. Yeah, thank you, Davide. Everyone's thinking uh, has the, his, him and his family in their minds. So. Uh, we hope that this next part of our podcast, you know, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, lighten the mood. We, uh, we don't want you know, to take distract, away from what happened. Distra- don't want to take away what from happened, but, you know, distract. Distract. The, we, want, we want to have a good time. And, and Davide is always going to be, he's going to be in our in our hearts for the rest of the season, for for the rest of time. So, um, so yeah, rest in peace. Ciao, Capitano. Calcio d'angolo, palla bassa, la torre di Benassi, la palla in rete, il gol di Astori è 3-0 per la Fiorentina. 3-0 per la Fiorentina al 24 minuto, estere fatto Nicolas. Il gol di Astori, una Fiorentina che aveva segnato un solo gol nelle precedenti due partite. Di you like the rest of the footballing world are taking the terrible news. The death of Davide Astori, a player you know. How shocked are you by this news? Yeah, and, uh, this is a tragedy. And uh, yeah, this news uh, really, really hit uh, at me. And um, it's, it's very difficult in this moment to uh, to find the right words for for, for the family. I had them uh, with the national team. Yeah, but uh, I repeat, it's very hard uh, in this moment to uh, to speak about uh, about this tragedy. Questa mattina per fortuna c'è un'aria diversa Il sole coi suoi raggi penetra dalla finestra Quanto è bella la mia terra Mi manca quando parto Porto una cartolina di riserva Questo posto non deve morire La mia gente non deve partire Il mio accento si deve sentire La strage dei rifiuti L'aumento dei tumori Siamo la terra del sole Non la terra dei fuochi Questa mattina per fortuna la storia è cambiata Vedo la gente che sorride spenserata Non esiste cattiveria Si sta bene in strada il mondo si è fermato in questa splendida giornata E lui un po' Stamattina mi ha scelato solo Adoro lo caffè O stereo e canzone A quanto ti è pagato stereo Alright Ogni cosa con me Sama Damo coming at you <laughs> I love it I love it Howard Stern I love it I'm on air <laughs> well, <laughs> Rough start Oh man <laughs> Rough start oh, What's man. up Sam? Let's uh What's up? Sam Adamo, Nick Gianaletti, how are you? 
I'm doing a lot better after that intro. Good, good. Fantastic. Uh, welcome to episode four of the Cultural Podcast. Hopefully, we didn't just <laughs> kill your eardrums <laughs> laughing into the mic. <laughs> three three way this week coming at you. We got our uh, we got our first ever guest on the podcast. We're very excited about that. We got with we got <laughs> we have with us this week a longtime friend of ours, Mr. Gabriel Bardetti. A.K. Puff Daddy, Mr. Puffs. Thank you for the Mr. Puffs. Much appreciated. No problem, fellas. Glad to be here. I just want to give a big shout out to Ethan Crystal for uh, giving us a little help here with the mic situation. Shout out to CST Podcast. Yeah, shout out. You shout had out. to be the one to give that po- that shout out. After I forgot to last week, it just <laughs> made course. me look that much worse. Shout out to Casual Sports Talk, CST. If you guys don't know who they are, you should definitely check them out. They're... Uh, well, we're covering just sort of the uh, the football side of things and Italian football in particular. They can uh, they got your they got you covered for everything else for everything else for everything all your North else. American sport needs. Uh, they also have our back when it comes to uh, equipment, apparently. So local podcasts supporting each other. Good shout to see. out, Ethan. Also on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Check them out. So, um, Nick, how was your week? My week was good. Bardetti. Wasn't as good. I'll tell you that much. Bardetti's in school. We're both on break. Sucks to suck. Love it. McGill for the win. No, wrong. <laughs> Debatable. Just this week. Yeah, the the one time it's it's easier to be a McGill student than a Concordia student. Zing. Okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> very local reference. <laughs> Zing. But look, we're yeah, all good. Our, our very our very uh, our very uh, wide array of. Like our our international podcast audience is gonna, they're not gonna get that reference, right? Because we're we're very yeah. Sam yeah, loves to think that we have an we're, international we're worldwide, audience. You know, here. well one day, it's right wrong. when we do blow up, people are gonna be listening back to our original episodes. Once you monetize, yeah. the podcast, yeah. Sam's gonna start making cultural podcasts merch in the next cultural yeah, shirts, <laughs> next cultural caps, cultural mutants. I'll buy a pair. Start just start marketing bikinis. I like it. <laughs> okay, now we're off the rails. Let's talk about what happened on Saturday. Um, yeah, so let's Saturday. focus on the football this uh, this this episode now. Two uh, two great games that happened. Well, first of all, before we get into that, I just want to say uh, Bardetti's here with us because he's uh, he's an Arsenal supporter and he's uh, an EPL expert. So he's going to be providing us some insight, uh, some in deep in depth analysis, uh, specifically on Milan against Arsenal, which will be happening uh, this upcoming Thursday, which is March eighth, I think. Um, March eighth, yeah. yes, you would be correct. Thursday. So he's gonna be providing us insight with that, and he's also gonna. Be, we're also gonna be talking about uh, you know some other stuff later uh, in the pod. So like transfer rumors regarding uh, you know pr- Premier League teams and Serie A players, vice versa, and you know some just general just general thoughts and commentary on uh, you know Serie A as a, as an EPL fan. So yeah. are we gonna get into the Wenger situation? Is it Wenger in, Wenger yeah. out? Stay tuned. Wenger, Wenger shake out. it all about. <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned until the end to hear that. But look, let's get into let's get into the Saturday's games cool. because the obviously, Serie A Saturday um, games. yeah. So obviously, due to some very unfortunate circumstances, Sunday's games were called off. Um, but there were a number of good games that still did happen on Saturday that we'd like to talk about. Let's get two, into the UV games. Huh? Yeah, two two very big yeah. games. Might we might we add um, for how Serie A is probably going to wind up playing out over the course of the season because Juve and Napoli, who were both at the top of the table going into the weekend, um, separated by four points, but with Juve with a game in hand. So if you were to, if you were to win that one game, it would be a one point difference. So going into the weekend, obviously it was very tight. Uh, so they they both played this weekend, um, both against uh, the Roman teams. Roma taking on Napoli in Naples, after Juve um, visited the Olimpico, 
Yeah, so let's start with their boogie team. Let's start with that one. The past six or so months, Lazio. Right, so um, Juve got the one no win uh, in a massive result because of obviously, like I said, the proximity in the table, but also the way that they went about getting this win. My so, God, it was brutal though. That was an ugly so, win. Okay, yeah. So, so well, like so, I know, I know both teams okay. played uh, played what uh, three days before. Um, Two days before, uh, yeah, a couple of days so, before because of the Coppa Italia, yeah, which, so it's expected. Um, which Lazio succumbed to in um, was it in Milan? No, it was whatever. They 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 they, they lost. Succumb? Did you say yeah. succumb to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They felt yeah. They 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 lost to Milan on uh, on penalties, so they obviously played an extra thirty minutes, and it was a very. Sam's got a rich vocabulary. It's probably a very emotionally gonna, draining. Yeah, I say it with a lot of confidence. Parentage, too, so it, yeah. succumb, succumb. Love it. Look at look it up. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. But yeah, so so it was a very so so it was a very it was a very ugly win. Um, uh, Lazio obviously played you know quite a bit quite a bit uh, into yeah. It was a very ugly win. Okay, Um, it was Dybala's first start back since back from injury, and um, yeah, his goal was incredible at the end, like to muscle off the last player. Holy shit! But yo, he played really. He played fine. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay, so and I'm not. I don't mean okay. to just pinpoint it on him, but like the the it was just such a in general, uh, it was just a, such a sluggish game. Like the I think yes, you, I think Juve only had one okay. shot on net and it was their goal. Match, match report. Match report. So going into the game, Lazio have been our fucking boogie team all year. They killed us in the Super Copa. Murja. Go. Yeah. Have I have I mentioned that I was at that Super game? Supercoppa Italiana, Lazio. Matteo De Cilio on the floor. I just I still have visions of Matteo De Cilio just going to ground, getting the steam by, by Jordan, Jordan Lukaku. Jordan Lukaku. You know Best what? You laugh back okay. in, in, in the ultimate team. You, I feel like, I feel like your guys are both gonna laugh right now because you're making fun of Jordan Lukaku right off the bat. I didn't want to get into this right now because we haven't even talked about the happenings of the game, but I will get into this right now because. You just brought him up. Every time I see Jordan Lukaku play, maybe it's because Lazio have been so good against Juve this year. But I found this a bit surprising because I don't even think he's like first name on the team sheet. He's not always like their starting fullback for them or wingback, right? Because they often play. No, it's um, it's Lulic and then Marusic plays on the other side. He's looked really good for me. Every uh, Sorry, he's looked really good to me every time I've seen him play for Lazio. And I wonder if it's... I haven't watched him enough. Listen, he's not the most technical player. He's a lot more technical than his brother is, obviously. But he, he's just—he's just a beast of a player. They're, what do just, you mean? they're just human, like physical specimens. No, but no, but I mean, but I mean, Jordan's Jordan. I think can run with the ball a little bit better than his brother, who just kind of gets into the box and does what he has to do. He's obviously got a, some level of, of technique for him to be playing at Man United, and he's been you know banging in goals for several years in the Prem. But Jordan Lukaku has a—he's a totally different type of player from his brother. And honestly, every time I've seen him, I've wondered how he's not at a bigger club just by. You know, by by virtue of him. Well, this is by this of his is ability. his first quote unquote bigger club because before this he was playing in Belgium. He was on he was. some smaller. You're correct. Team eyes on him. I don't know if he's going to go to the World Cup. I'm not quite familiar with the, the 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 ins and outs of the Belgian national team right now. But he's 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 actually impressed me every time I've seen him this year, and he did again on Sunday. Um, so uh, again, um, Lazio beat Juve earlier in the season in a, in a pretty close encounter where DiBala actually, I guess, in some ways this weekend was kind of redemption because in the last time that we played Lazio. He got a penalty to tie up the game in the last last second, and Stracosha made the save. Um, so Juve succumbed to there, there's that word again. My God, there it is again. Juve lost to Lazio um, in the fall. So they uh, they basically had our number for the past for the past several months, and 
honestly, as the game was kind of going on, I thought, okay, well, holy shit, it's going to take a miracle for us to, to get a breakthrough here because nothing is happening. Lazio are just locking down. Simone Inzaghi had them very well organized. And we didn't have too, too many options coming off the bench. As we've been saying for a couple of weeks now, as everybody knows, Cuadrado's out. Um, Bernardeschi's out. I don't know if Higuain was at full fitness yet. No. So, no. He, he is now, I believe. I think he's going to be playing against Tottenham. Or he's going to be in the lineup against Tottenham in a few days. We'll talk about that later. But all this to say, didn't look like we were going to get much out of the game. Uh, and it, was I, a, it was a really boring so game. So, I, I, it, it was a boring game. I will, I will grant you that. And I, I recorded kind of my thoughts mid-game. And I listened back to them just before hitting record. And I... I you know, it all came back to me. It was, it was, it was, it was a very, it was a very, uh, it was, it was kind of in like a tactical deadlock almost. But like if, if you were to have like a then, heat map, like the middle third of the pitch would be like red, 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 yeah. red, and then there would be like spots of red on each so side. Like, like I said, um, and look, I think the I stats, thought, the stats tell the tale because Juve had one shot on target and that was their goal. Yeah, and, so, and Lazio had two, so the game was just really in the middle. So and it was very, it was definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely a tough game, yeah. but. Paulo Dybala. You need those, man. Getting the fucking goal at the end of the game with 20 seconds left. Are you kidding me? I actually... Listen, we had so few opportunities around their box because, again, Lazio just defended so well. And then at the end, you know, you're thinking like, holy crap, is this it? You know, you get excited anytime you even get the ball at the top of the box. Alexandro gets it, kind of tries to send it in, gets deflected out. Dybala gets it at the top of the box. You're like, okay, you know, what's going to happen right now? He has no options. He does like I don't even know what it, he just kind of puts his shoulder down, drives to goal, basically gets he gets manhandled by Marco Parolo. If you haven't seen this goal, check it out. Gets pulled yeah. down as he's falling, lifts the ball across the goal into the top corner, uh, and just I mean, what the, the scenes, the scene, the scenes in in the Juve Curva were just absolutely wild. Um, we'll see if we can get some audio of uh, of a reaction that we tweeted out um, in, in like a live studio that they tend to do in the you know in Italy where. You have a bunch of fans of teams kind of just following games and just recording the reactions. One of the wildest reactions of the season I've, I've heard from an announcer. We'll try to get the audio in for you guys. Hopefully you'll, you can enjoy that. One thing I want to point out, though, is after he scored that goal, his celebration was more of relief. Yeah. He was also exhausted. I mean, he, he, he just, was. you know, like he, he really drove the goal, but... He almost wow. just looked more relieved. No, than... for sure, because, because I like... Re- I mean, I, we're referring back to the uh, the documentary again on Netflix, but Allegri really, like, really hammers him. Like, I know he's a young player, and he wants to make sure that, like, you know, he, he you know, he stays on the rails and stuff. But, like, Allegri really hammers him. And I feel like if, like, Dybala did not play well. Like, he actually played really bad up until that point. He was getting dispossessed a lot, and he was losing the ball a lot. And and granted, he it was his first game back after, what, four weeks of injury. Like, you're not at your top match sharpness. Yeah. And the rest of the players around you just played two, three days ago. So it wasn't, it wasn't, and you're, and you're playing Lazio, who actually are one of the, on top of being one of the best offensive teams in, in the in the league, they're actually one of the best defensive teams. So you're right, saying that it was a relief because scoring that probably saved him from so much criticism post game. I felt relief. Yeah, yeah. I felt relief though. My God, because because again, like I I went into the game thinking Lazio are just you know Lazio are our boogie team. Like I've said, I don't know how many times in the past two episodes now, and it really looked like they had our number again. So, you know, good teams who win championships have to come through in games like that. And yeah, totally. I think, uh, I don't know if Napoli caught the end of that game just as they were going out to, to, to face Roma at the, at, at the San Paolo, but they, they, they definitely knew the result going into, going into their match, going into kickoff, and they, they, I, I have no doubt that that, sh- that that shook them to an extent, right? Because, you know, they have to then go beat a top-five side like Roma 
knowing that you would just came in clutch like that, it's, you know, very tough. So to transition into the Napoli game then, my God, Roma ex- surprised everyone beating them 4-2. Wow, I was shocked. In their they, own backyard. Yeah. They are a very good away team though this season. Yeah? Yeah, they have very good away results. And, and look, like, like Roma were in, they weren't in, they weren't in weak form, and they weren't in strong form either. They were just really just. Uh, so look, they have three three wins in their last five, two L's. So before that, there was two L's and two dubs in their last four. Yeah. So they were they were really in like you know whatever middle kind of form, and they're and still we all, in the hunt. We, yeah, and we all know La- Napoli, whatever they're on top of the table. So so you know most people would have thought that you know it was gonna be a good game, but that Napoli would win. <laughs> Nobody would have thought that Napoli would have lost four two. And I'm and uh, if I'm not mistaken, so Insigne scored right at the beginning of the game. Yes, he and did. then Merton scored right at the end of the game. So, so in between, if you're you know if you're if you're not looking if you're looking at the scoreline and you're not you didn't watch the game, you might not necessarily know what the, you know the script of the game was. But essentially, they got an early goal and then they got dominated for the rest of the game. And then Merton's got a consolation goal. They did the get end. chances though, and Allison really had to come in. Oh yeah, come up big. Allison, Allison Roma goalkeeper. Insigne, uh, Insigne could have easily had a hat trick, yeah. even four goals. Some of the chances Drops he had. He just, I mean, I think after Allison stole them for like the second or third time, he just looked completely exasperated. Went to like the sideboards and just basically just <laughs> he leaned on it, like looked up to the sky, saying, "What the hell do I have to do to get a goal on this guy?" He was completely done. Um, so yeah, definitely a very frustrating game for Na- for for Napoli, and this is huge because you now have a game in hand, and if they do beat Atalanta next week in that game in hand, they will uh, overtake them and be in the lead um, in Serie A by two points. Yep. Meaning that the you know as if it weren't big enough as is, uh, the game on I believe it's April twenty second that we've had circled on the calendar for a very long time now, when you will be facing Napoli in the, basically what's looking to be the match that decides the Serie A season. Uh, and the Scudetto you know, means that game's going to be that much more important because I think some of the some of the stuff that's been happening the past couple of weeks has been absolutely insane. So, I mean, good on Roma. Cengiz Under getting another goal. This guy's the real this deal. Guy. Looks like Paolo Dybala. 100%. Great. Oh my, like, he's good. Like physically, though. Like same hair, same baby face. Kind it's of wild. Yeah, yeah. Turkish Dybala he is. Little chubby cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he does have chubby so, cheeks. So, so, sort, of like, sort of like you in the, in the picture we tweeted out. That's it. Back in my back in the, my prime. Check out our Twitter at uh, Cultural Podcast. See a, see a nice throwback smoke, picture. Smoking Daddy. stack. Smoking <laughs> a cigar. <laughs> Nothing's changed. But uh, yeah, Under's good. Uh, you know, you, you hope, if, you're a, if you're a Roma fan, you hope... Uh, you hope that the supermarket mentality doesn't continue where you just let all your good players go. The fish market. The, Roma the fish, fish market. market, the supermarket. So, good thing I mean, I mean we, live, we live in the moment, but I just that, that's going to be in the back of my head just because I associate Roma with selling their well, good players. He's going to end up at uh, Man City or Man United Maybe. or whatever, PSG. But it's a good thing that they didn't get rid of Edin Dzeko because he came up very big for them this week, Yeah, scoring two goals. His second goal was very uncharacteristically f- finessed. I mean, beautiful outside, outside the box, weak nice foot, weak foot curler. The guardian star, Robin. weak foot. Gotta check those FIFA stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, refresh. The, the FIFA references will be abundant this episode. Shout out three, of course. Refresh. In honor of our guest. But yeah, so that's that's the uh, the gist of what happened. Uh, on Saturday, I think there was one more game that it's, happened. Spal be Bologna. Yeah, not so much of a you know whatever. Good, good for Spal. Mattia Destro, 
he's we're we're gonna roast him at the end of this for podcast. The end, for the end, for the end, for the end. <laughs> okay, you know, Nick and I didn't even Bastard. talk about Nick and I. Nick, Nick and I didn't even talk about this before in the pod, but uh, it's good to see. This is why we're so. This is why we're so successful. We're always on the same page, man. We just think the same way. This is this is good. Stay tuned to the end. Matia Destro, couple, couple of couple of <laughs> couple of couple of words on on um. But yeah, the so, former Milan golden boy. Yeah, right, and Roma. But yeah. uh, so a few days preceding to uh, to Saturday, we had our uh, we had our Coppa Italia semifinal second leg matches. Uh, in the first game, uh, Juve beat uh, Atalanta one nil on a converted penalty by Pjanic. I don't know if you have anything to say about that game. Did the business did yeah. what they had to do? I mean, they it. went into it with the one aggregate already with the away goal, so yeah. they maintained it. Atalanta did get a few chances, but at the end of the day, I think they did deserve a win. And you know, the fact that they had to get a penalty to to, to earn that win was you know, eh, whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, a win's a win. A win's a win, and they definitely had to just do do it. They they had to just keep things simple. So good but on them the, to the, the final for the fourth year in a row now. The real game that everyone was talking about: Milan against Lazio. Second leg, 0-0. Went to penalties. Oh, Nick, my God. I thought I was going to have a heart attack Nick, at school. Uh, Nick and I were watching this at school. I had, oh an, I had an exam the next day. It was a nice, uh, was a nice little... Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, it was procrastination at its finest. Oh, my God. I Nick, think, uh, people were Nick probably looking at us like we were, uh, like we were animals. Looking at us. Looking at you. Mostly me. Every time our illegal stream was freezing, I was freaking... <laughs> Freaking oh. out! Should we should we give up? Should we dish out where who, who our illegal stream is? No, no, just, just for, for the collective benefit of no. everyone. Or should we just keep you, it private? DM me if you want it. DM Nick at Nick but, um, Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Uh, first half was very back and forth. I, well, I mean, we could argue. Arguably, wait, did you, you did you watch the game? Yeah, you yeah, watched the game too. Awesome. So we all watched the game. Nikola so Kalinic. It was, uh, any words? It was a very. Well, I'll get to it. <laughs> it, was, it was a very back and forth game. Very entertaining game. Um, Towards the end, Milan was bottling up in the last 10 minutes. I really thought they were going to concede. Donnarumma had to make a, a couple of good saves. But in the extra time, Nikola Kalinic, I want to cut this man's feet off so he never gets back on the field and so he can never play. Well, what, what does it matter? He's not taking penalties anyway. Even uh, not, he, 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 he looks like he's playing but, without feet. Right whether now. he has feet or not, he's not taking you guys penalties. No, but guys, you have seriously. center backs taking your penalties before him. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you can or if you want to look up the last time he scored. It's, it's been it's it's easily been almost two months now. He has no confidence. He gets whistled when he gets subbed on. He gets whistled when he gets subbed off. He gets whistled when he starts. A man, if a man, starts. A man of the people. He unites people. <laughs> yeah. He unites everyone. Yeah, but he missed, he missed a breakaway. The fact that Patrick Cutrone has been doing so well now too. I mean, you know, and he keeps missing fucking chances like that. Uh, Kalinic could you fuck know. off to China. I don't care. But He should have fucked off to China is what it looks like. He will in the summer. But, um, With but yeah, he missed, like a, he missed like a, a, a partial break and oh, it was terrible. Uh, but anyways, so it went to, it went to penalty kicks. Um, Ricardo Rodriguez misses another penalty. Shocker. Montolivo misses another penalty. Shocker. So <laughs> called that one. You know, we end up missing the first two. Um, I mean, albeit Strakosha did dive the right way both times, but whatever. Donnarumma coming up big. Donnarumma made two big saves. In the end, Romagnoli, the Lazio fan, steps up. Takes the kick, scores the goal, doesn't celebrate, wins us the game. Celebrates uh, when he scores against Roma, doesn't celebrate when he scores against Lazio. The irony is just... Uh, 
but and the you scenes, wonder why all my fans hate him. The scenes get Tuzo running on the field like a like a bull, like with his head down. He's running, he can't run. He can barely run like five miles per hour. Nick, what, what would you have done if Nicole if Nikola Kalinic stepped up to take a penalty? Because he was probably next. Maybe you have Calabria. Can you take imagine it, if he took a? Can you imagine the pressure? I mean, would I would have. I would have. Where did it go to? Went to seven penalties. I would have put Donnarumma ahead of him. Okay, no, no okay. wrong, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. But uh, at that point, if you're gonna put Romagnoli ahead of him, you ought to think that he's got to be like the last one to take it. Fuck. Like, yeah, but Romagnoli and Bonucci listen, are, are good exa- with the ball. Listen, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but no, really, no. But, uh, but I know. Uh, can you that's imagine a, that's a problem? Man. Can you imagine the? Can you imagine the the pressure if this guy went and take a penalty? And confidence is everything for a striker too. Oh my too. god! Well, which he has for a penalty, none of. Just for a penalty taker, confidence. Yeah, yeah that's key. my point. That's why a couple of weeks ago I, I was saying that Gonzalo Higuain shouldn't have taken a penalty when he's when he even though he had scored two goals in that Tottenham game because I think his confidence in general is just very fragile. It's another can of worms. That is another can of worms. And again, we'll get to the Champions League in a bit, but I think confidence is so important with a player who's meant to score goals and. Yeah, no, Kalinic is. I think he's in a he's in a bad mental place. Yeah, just right. one final note on the game, if I could. Yeah. Um, um, doesn't have to do with Milan. It actually has to do with Lazio and Milinkovic Savic. Listen, he's allowed to go in and out of games, right? It happens to every player, and he did miss a penalty. Again, that can happen to anybody. It was. But it was. It was a nice save. It was saved. I don't care that he missed a penalty. It I care saved. that he went invisible in the game. And I, I I read a pretty interesting article by Sam Tai at Bleacher Report a few days ago, and he he made a pretty. He made an interesting point that I hadn't actually considered, but Milinkovic Savage does well when he has the ball, right? And he's a very creative player, and it yeah. freaks people out because he's he's a he's a giant. He's six three, and he's a super creative force. But a lot of other players have to do the work for him to actually get into a position where he can make a difference. He's not like a, almost like a like I'll even just take an example of like a Pogba. I knew you were gonna say um, that, but look, we have get the ball and create chances for himself. Okay, even if you don't, if you take exception to the example of Pogba, like. Like a Tony Cruz, who will, who will get the ball at the back and kind of move it. Up. They're different players because they are. They are. But I, no, but I I actually like I like 150 the compa- million euro. No, is, but I like the comparison to no 150 million euros ridiculous. I was just, I was just gonna say I don't think he's worth the it. That's the all. the sporting director of of Lazio Lolito is known to to pull shit out of his ass and lie, so he could be just trying That's to bump true. up the price. But his but we have Bardetti watches helping. EPL and. Uh, Pogba is not good defensively. Pogba is brutal defensively. Okay, and Milinkovic Savic is not good defensively either. And I think it's it's just a misconception that when you're big, you're six three and you're well built, that you're gonna be good defensively. What I meant is that Pogba creates chances for himself by he'll get the ball out the back and he'll drive forward. But Milinkovic you know Savic does that too. He does, he didn't do it. He didn't do it on uh, against Milan, but he does do that. He creates. He's offensive. If you fade him, I think if you mark him out of games so far, he's he's I want to say he's very young. He's but he's definitely in... Is he 21? No, he's 23, my friend. 23, okay. So, yeah, you're making you know, it sound he's like he's yeah, super No, but whatever. You know, he's, 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 he's under 21 and eligible. Let's put it that way. He's... He, he, I don't know that he's necessarily worth... No, I, I, I take that back. I know he's not worth 150 million euro. No, that's of course way, not. That's way wild, wild. Nobody, nobody if is. Some, if, some, if some club wants to waste their money on him and go, you know, go ahead, Juve were linked to him in the summer... You know, no chance. We're but again, just take it him. with a take it with a grain of salt because he could the the sporting director could be lying about that, right? So like, I understand going for like maybe like 80, 90, 100. I think his I think his agent is already well. Just his just, agent just, too. You imagine a couple of years ago saying that a guy like Milinkovic Savage would go for like a hundred million euro. He who would have been probably worth like I don't know twenty five four years ago. Just wild. 
you're yeah, right. Yeah, but, right. but given the given the inflation that exists right now, I think there are a lot of players you have to be very careful of because with the with the hype and everything, it's easy to get kind of caught up. And he's definitely not worth, it, in my opinion. I think he has a lot to show. Yeah, but, you know, good on Milan. It's making it to the final. Yeah, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to say someone's worth 150 million, right? Yeah, but very anyways, few players. Yeah. So Milan, so, Juve in the final. I'm trying to convince Nick to blow off his first couple of days at uh, yeah, and my internship. X, X, no, uh, no chance. <laughs> an accounting firm that shall be unnamed. No but, chance. Uh, it's 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 to say it's a very promising position for the young for the young uh, for the young for the young man, and he's uh, he doesn't seem too too keen to want to blow it off. But I'm not trying blowing to get, my career. Because I was you know I'll I'll watch from my cubicle. Oh, but man. anyways. Already, this is your time to shine. Here we go, Europa League. Europa right, League, the best tournament in Europe. Europe, shut up, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fucking losers. Um, yeah, win, win a Champions League. Uh. Can't believe yeah, the Champions uh, League. <laughs> um, so, be better big than matchup on March eighth, Milan Arsenal. Uh, I think the 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 big picture of this kind of game is that Milan is. Is uh, an upward arrow trending upwards, yeah. and Arsenal is falling down so fast. That, Nick, what are you uh, talking about? That, Everything's that uh, Wenger Arsenal. needs to Wenger needs to put on his trousers or whatever the fuck he said. Oh, Nick, what are you talking about? Arsenal's a big club, eh? What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Right. Yeah, this isn't troops TV. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, blood, blood. But you you agree with me, obviously. Yeah, that's like Sam likes to say. Uh, the teams are trending in opposite directions yeah. here. Uh, Arsenal are just in sh- shambles right now. Uh, we haven't won How many games in a row you, the you can laugh Because it's better than crying it, so. yeah, Honestly This past weekend Things When you asked me How I've been It's been, it's been rough We've, We got the dick three Twice <laughs> By Man City 3-0 squeak, Both times Squeak squeak Then we also lost To Brighton Away oh. 2-1 What's funny is when we plan on having you on, you guys weren't even doing as bad As you are now Things have just gotten worse It's they, uh, Like when we first Drew Milan We were favorites to win there was so we much were crap talking, bro. There was so much there, shit yeah. talking. The uh, who was it that uh, called? Like, out? oh, it's a farmers league. Uh, there's uh, uh, Milan would be last place in the EPL. Yeah, as, as oh, if, as if. Out. Question who? for you guys. Or, I'm sorry, Gabe, you're about him, to say yeah. something. Go, no, go, I was go, just saying, like, uh, F- who was um, the Milan director who uh, said, "I feel bad for Arsenal that we drew them." Oh, Mirabelli. Yeah, yeah, because their Europa League campaign will be over after this. Okay. I mean, so qu- question. Yeah, he's a bit stupid. Question. Question. What if Milan lose to Arsenal because Arsenal have good players and Obama Yang is no joke and Urzul's no joke? Obama, Obama Yang can't play. Yeah, Obama Yang cannot play. Cup tied. Fuck, I forgot about He's that. He's cup tied because Dortmund and because um, Dortmund dropped out of the Champions League into the Europa League. But anyways, continue. Regardless, continue. What if Arsenal beat Milan? Okay. Because you know it could happen. Obviously, could Arsenal happen. been playing like yeah, shit, but whatever. Fine. You know, fair, say fair. they say they get out of England and they they he, do well and they yeah. do well in this European competition. That's very important. To them. Yeah, go on. Okay. Fair. Um, how do, how does that look on Milan? Because you know they they will have won all these. Just maybe maybe maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't look that bad on Milan because okay you know they will have lost to a team that maybe three weeks ago a lot of people wouldn't have given them that much of a chance against. But how I you know, let me expand that question. How does that look on Serie A if you have a team like Milan that everyone's you know making so you know making making so much so much hype over and the fact that they've been doing very well and Gattuso who's who has I will you know I I think has been doing an excellent job. But you know for them for him to then come. Against, for him to then come up against a guy like Arsene Wenger and get beat, you know, Arsene Wenger, who, Wenger. who who's, I mean, my God, he, he's regarded as, I mean, he's basically regarded as trash in, in European soccer right now, you know? No, it's a, it's a fair point. You know, um, does that well, not look, give maybe some, some traction and some justification to these European clubs? This will be the end of my question. Well, look, I have, yeah, who, I, have two, I have two answers English to people that. people who say that. I think that. Serie A sucks. It, no, yeah, yeah, that it will look like that. 
But I don't think it should because we all know if you look at Arsenal on paper, like no. they, they, like there's no way that they should be. The only reason why we're saying that Milan will beat them was just because of how well they're playing. It's it's ba- it's purely based on form, on team cohesion, just on how well they're playing and how Arsenal is basically the exact opposite. That's eleven individuals on the field who aren't playing together. Well, Milan but, Milan also have more quality than Brighton. No, right? yeah, so, you of know. course, of course. But Arsenal, are, there's no there's no debate that Arsenal has more quality than 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 Milan. We don't even, I mean, Catroni, yeah. whatever, but we, after him, we don't even have a, a striker who can consistently score. But anyways, I, um, I, but, but you're right. Andres no, Silva. but I, so I think, fuck Andre Silva. So um, Ranocchi has more goals than you're, Andre you're Silva. You're going to eat those words one day. No, I won't. He's going to do well. Eventually, yeah. he'll pull through. At Wolverhampton. But uh, <laughs> maybe uh, you're, uh, I think you have a fair point in saying or, or asking the question because it will look bad, but I don't think it should personally. I just don't because um, because in a game anything could happen. Uh, eleven against eleven, and in the end, Arsenal have the better players. And if they and if uh, they flick a switch, like you said, they get out of London, which is a dark, black, endless hole for them right now, and they go into a different country and they manage to to play well. Who knows what happens They've after? Been doing maybe pretty they, terrible maybe, on the road. But maybe they but turn, yeah, you're right. In in England, but maybe they maybe they turn it around. Uh, maybe that ends up being better for them, and then they have then they, they end up going on a run. But uh, but I think that's a fair question. It it will look bad on the Serie A and Milan, but I don't think it should. Um, Follow up yeah. question. Oh yeah, go. The, no, the only thing I can say, get, let's get your thoughts on it. Yeah. If Arsenal do beat Milan, the only thing I could say in regards is that the only thing Arsenal have right now to look forward to, and the only way we can get into Champions League Europa. is to win the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. And I know Arsene Wenger won't go out and say say this, but like Mourinho last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Europa League will be our biggest concern from here on out. We yeah. lost the FA Cup. We lost the Carabao Cup. We are doing terrible in the Premier League. The only thing we can really focus on right now That's is the Europa. So, I mean, let's say we do go out and advance against Milan and we make a run for the Europa League Championship, the title, then it won't look as bad on Milan. But let's say we do beat Milan and we get a tie like against Salzburg and then lose, then and it might it, look yeah. pretty bad on the Serie yeah. yeah, the the thing is, for both Milan and Arsenal... Winning the Europa League is very important right now because you both need to get into Europe. Uh, sorry, I not Europe. Excuse me. You both need to get into the Champions League. I think most fans would argue, um, fans of the club. No, that for is for sure. For sure. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nick. In the case of Milan, it's because your your financial stability, very, your very financial stability depends on it. I think. Uh, in the case of that's Arsenal, what we, that's think, what we think. It's not what they say, but that's what we. Well, think. I think you guys are fucked anyway. I think Yong Hong Lee Katsu Di Merida is uh, is getting uh, best best owner. <laughs> did you, by, by the way, better you, owner Stan Kroenke of Arsenal or, or <laughs> Yong Hong Lee? <laughs> That's a battle for the ages, man. Uh, Stan Kroenke, who owns lacrosse and hockey teams in in, in, uh, in North America, or okay, Yong Hong Lee, who today, by the way, I saw in Corriere dello Sport. I don't know if you saw this. He looked like uh, he went to Milanello. <laughs> With his wife, he looked like he had the, no idea what he, he was looked doing. like a typical like Chinese tourist. He just had like, no idea. Point, what he was pointing doing, yeah. with his butt, like binoculars, like oh look what's going on. Oh, yeah, well, he, I mean he's not there often. Well, at least he goes to the it games. Was, yeah, it was very, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, Stank Rocky isn't even the same country. Yeah, yeah was, that's true. Yeah, it's it very it fair. Was, it was a sight to behold, though. But for, yeah, for Samilan, uh, big game. We're gonna watch it together. It's gonna be fun. Very big game. So. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about predicted lineups. Uh, I'll, I'll get Milan's out of the way. It hasn't changed in this whole unbeaten run, other than maybe Kutrone or Kalinic starting. Uh, but but Kalinic is playing. Yeah, Kalinic is just playing so bad, and there's no chance Andre Silva's going to start. I don't put Kalinic so, in. I, I I put Andre Silva in to be honest as a as a sub. At, if you put him in at all. 
but maybe Personally. maybe but but uh, but Probably yeah so so starting 11 for milan is going to be the same donnarumma then from left to right you got to get rodriguez romagnoli bonucci and you know it's it would be a, it'd be a toss up between calabria or abate but calabria is playing way better but then again abate has more experience so that will be a, i'm sure gattuso will be debating that a little bit then the, the midfield three Kessie, who's going to absolutely destroy Granit Xhaka. He's going to turn him inside out and punch him like a punching bag. Uh, Bilia and Bonaventura. And then left to right, uh, Chanoglu, probably Kutrone, and then Suzo. So. Yeah, for uh, Arsenal, the only thing I can really see happening that worries me is Lacazette is injured out for another four weeks yeah. with uh, a knee injury that came out of nowhere. Uh, Obama Yang is cup-tied. So that leaves one option and one option only. That guy Welbs. That guy Welbs. <laughs> that guy Welbs, I believe, will be starting up front for Arsenal. But, it's a but sad daddy, story. But daddy, you're gonna place another bet on that guy scoring. Definitely, definitely no. go all out for a brace here. Like last time in the. I year mean, Mil- I think what Milan have, have wouldn't be had, Milan bet. has wouldn't six consecutive clean sheets, yeah. so I would not bet on Welbeck scoring. <laughs> I think Bonucci's gonna have him in his pocket. Any, any bets that you've placed that are worse than that Welbeck one recently? No. That come to mind? No chance. Can't really that's, think that's, of that's, one. That's gotta be the worst. I mean. Welbeck had the chances. That that's what's really yeah. That, that's, that's what hurts even Welbeck more. Welbeck had a one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and yeah, that's what hurts way more. Yeah. But yeah, continue with the rest of the lineup. So, the, so I, I see okay, three at the back starting, or four at the back. Uh, four at the back, just because Monreal's out, and he's been probably our most consistent defender this season. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's out injured with a disc in his back, a little contusion. Yeah. I see Ospina starting after Czech's horrendous performance against Man, against Man wow. City and then horrendous performance against Brighton. Just a horrendous run of form he's, he's been on for since like his, several weeks. Yeah, Czech has 199 clean sheets in the Premier League. And since his 199 clean sheet, 78 days have passed. And just... That feels a, like a lot. Yeah, a, that's a lot. And just like two and a, half months. a boatload of goals have gone in. Three, just four. Three, four. <laughs> two against Brighton. Just... Yeah. God, it's horrendous, and it's, I feel bad for the guy. What was the last time you guys scored? No, actually, no. It was two one against Brighton. Eh? Yeah, Obama it was scored. scored. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and one thing I just want to point out is, yeah, Shaka. The more I watch him, just the more oh. I I just can't believe we paid thirty five oh, million for this man. Honestly, oh. thirty. What's thirty five million in this market? It's, it's it should get you something million. better I, than Granite Shaka. I can tell you that. The guy, the guy swings his legs the like guy, he's playing QSL Div three, just freaking hacking imagine, and swinging. Imagine getting Milinkovic Savic instead two years ago for like half the price. Yeah. When he was playing, uh, when he was playing in Belgium, Wenger wishes. Wenger, oh, Wenger can only dream. I just added, added to the. Added this to lineup the, segment this is getting so broke. This is yeah. Wait, no, but this is this is fake news that we're yeah. completely fabricating right here. But we can maybe add Milinkovic Savic to the list of. Just any any chance you get to take a shot at Wenger, maybe yeah, add him yeah. to the list of Wenger would have been. Wenger transfers. would have been transferred starting eleven <laughs> is probably one of the best things you can. This is like can all the all time eleven. Ronaldo, Messi, you have Kante. Yeah, just like goes on and on. Yeah, start from goal. Just, my, lips are, my lips are sealed. So, so Ospina in. Yeah. And we have Bellerin, Koscielny, Mustafi. I believe Kolasinac will start. They might go with Ainsley, Maitland, Niles. Because oh. Wenger has, has loved to play him out of position. But uh, I think Kolasinac, just because of his physicality. Then I see Wilshire and Shaka in the middle. Then I see a front three midfield of Mkhitaryan, Ozil in the middle. And unfortunately, Alex Iwobi. Who is horrendous? I don't understand why Wenger keeps starting this man. Heard, I've heard. Yeah, and Welbeck up top. Nigerian international. Oh, JJL Yikes. coach's nephew. <laughs> Actually, Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. No way. Too bad he doesn't no play way. like him. Uh, yeah. What are the odds? Too bad he doesn't play like him. But yeah, can you fact check that? That, that seems like so far fetched. Holy shit! Oh, go check J- it out. JJL coach's nephew. 
Yeah, Sam. Sam's, uh, Sam's shell-shocked over here. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, so, uh, uh, yeah, wait. Just, well, just I just want to mention quickly, up. Lazio will play Dinamo Kiev. Uh, we're looking forward to that, too. I think Lazio will advance pretty pretty easily. But now we'll this move on be, to the uh, we'll move on to the second tier uh, tournament in Europe, uh, the Champions the League. Second tier. Uh, Can't believe we're having to talk about this second. <laughs> I do have a quick question. One more. Just sorry, sorry to not move on here, but a, yeah. a, a really quick question about Milan uh, Arsenal. Just a quick, quick, quick one here. It was kind of a follow up to the last one that I asked you. What do you think happens, given that, given that maybe Milan are kind of obviously the hotter team going into it, but they've kind of had this mentality that oh well you know. Arsenal have the better quality, right? We, we should lose. I think Milan win because of that. I think that it's a lot. I think that they're going to go into it not thinking that they that they have it in the bag at all. Yeah, that's how they've. That's actually how they. No, it's a good point. That's actually how they've been winning. I think it's slightly delusional, games. and I think they're not giving themselves enough credit. But it, it's working. Every every interview, Gattuso always says we have accomplished nothing yet. We, we, which is true. Which is true. Winning, but, but, being winless. Uh, sorry, uh, not losing in ten games is not accomplishing anything yet. He's always reminding his players in the media about how shit they started at the beginning of the year. So you're right. I do think that that kind of mentality is good because it keeps the um, maybe not anxiousness, but you know, it keeps the hunger, the drive, because they're they're thriving on the fact that this is our this is our moment to shape up. We haven't done anything yet. We need to keep playing well because we were playing so bad at the beginning of the year and you're and you're right. That's that's honestly what's feeling them. He really knows how to motivate his players. Though. Yeah. That's one thing. Not like Wenger. Listen. At all like yeah. Wenger. Arsenal, Wenger. Listen, our Arsenal have been have been probably if you know, if Wenger at all no if I mean obviously people keep saying he doesn't know what he's doing. Which may very well be fair. Like that, David Moyes. I have but, no idea yeah. what I'm doing. But I mean, you got to think that he has enough of an idea about world, you know, about world football and how to prepare a team in general. <laughs> now, just, maybe that's too much of an I, assumption I, I, here. But I would think that he, uh, he's got to look at Milan and say, okay, they're performing very well right now. And more than two weeks ago, right when maybe they would have before the Man City losses. Sam, ended. give us a give us a, a pre-game a pre-match press I, conference I think, of Wenger right yeah. now. Five minutes. Okay, okay, so, not five minutes. Like two minutes. Yeah. So let's do it. We're spending so much time on this no, game. Do it, do it, this is why we brought Bardetti on, to be fair. Come on, the fans need to hear So the, the point I was... Let me just finish my point here, and then I'll, I'll do the Wenger imitation yeah, okay. in... You okay, know, do your point in the Wenger accent. Well, what I was going to say was <laughs> that, uh, obviously, with, with Arsenal a couple of weeks ago, before we lost to Manchester City and uh, Brighton, <laughs> I, I think, I think um, we now must consider AC Milan to be... Uh, Premier opposition and uh, so can I finish my question? Well done, well done, well done. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, thank you. Trump last week, Wenger this week. What's in store next week? We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe Conte. I don't know. No, Gattuso. Oh man. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes, sometimes it may be shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all Malakia. It's all shit, shit. You don't believe nothing. No. Tell him. Do you ever see the oh my god that video of him in Greece just screaming Malakia shit merda yeah, yeah. and like the, the Greek translator is like what the fuck do I do I say it and he goes hey say it shit shit he, like he goes he goes he goes quello che dicono i giornalisti sono tutti cazzate and then the, the Greek the, the Greek translator is like what do I say he goes hey, tell him say shit Malakia he's all Malakia I love that man <laughs> I just never did a ball I'm sweating man but yeah listen I I think I think Wenger probably goes to the players and says okay this week boys. We've been playing like shit. Milan have been playing very well. You got to take them seriously. No. That's that's what I, that's what I think. Wenger so I think just always makes excuses for everything. But privately to the players, I think that's what he's probably saying. I think both teams should go into this humble because neither of them 
have, I mean, Arsenal have been playing like shit, and Milan haven't really, you know, like Atuso says, at the end of the day, they should be, with the team they have, expected to go on a run of form like they had. So yep. what have they really accomplished? Let's uh, let's see what happens. We're all very excited. I know Bardetti's, uh, so Bardetti can hardly contain himself. Before we went off the rails, we were talking about that second tier, oh, that, uh, what's that it called? The Champions funny. League. Uh <laughs> Very quickly, because we're, we're, you we're you we, we have some we have so we have bad. some other stuff that we want to talk about with Bardetti why we brought him on. So just Sam, very quickly recap, uh, not recap, sorry, preview Tottenham against uh, Juve. Just just like listen, two I, two or three keys listen, to the match listen, quickly. Listen, I don't have that much to say right now because I kind of went on a rant about 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 this entire tide two episodes ago, and just a little reminder: Juve and Spurs are deadlocked at two two after having played the first game in Torino. So what that means is that Tottenham right now have the advantage on away goals. So Juve have to go to uh, Wembley looking to get at least a goal. But I think we can all agree that given the offensive weapons that Spurs have right now, Dembele will be out. Uh, it's been confirmed. But despite that, I think you have Harry Kane, you have Christian Eriksen, you have Hume, you have Hung Ming Song that can come off the bench. Deli, bunch of yeah, Deli Alley. bunch of very creative players who can punish you if you go to sleep at all. You know the fact that they'll be at home too. They're probably good for a goal. So Juve need to Juve need to score. So they're gonna have to play a much more open game this time than they did last time. And I think that Allegri, um, I I, I think you probably go four three three this time, not the four two three one that you had last time. Um, and I I would not start Mandzukic as a winger. I don't know whether I I don't that may be a bit optimistic, but I hate I, that. I think that what do you hate? I I, I like I I know it worked last. No, no 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 no. I oh. know that it worked last year's him as a winger, and it was like tactically like really uh, innovative because he would like come back and track back. But like I agree, like in a game where you need a when you need a crack yeah. goals, you know you don't put him there. Yeah, well I think you want Mario Mandzukic coming off the bench and um, or not playing at all. No, you want him. You want him getting into the game because he's he, he he could definitely he's come up he's come up clutch for us on a number of occasions and he's still by all accounts a very good striker. You don't want him like last him. year when he scored, but then you lost in the Champions League final. Fuck you, but yes, uh, or or <laughs> or against or against Benevento in uh, in uh, December he came up pretty big against yeah, them. Got a late goal. Difference yeah. between the Champions League final and Benevento. Get into the Champions League first. <laughs> Win seven. Get get on. Win to, seven. Get on to our. Drop the mic. Beat Benevento. <laughs> Done. Beat Benevento. But anyways, I can't hear Brignoli, you. Brignoli, I can't hear, I can't hear you. Brignoli's world class. So I can't hear you up here. Brignoli's world class. He's Juve. He's Juve property too. Very excited about that when uh, Gigi retires. He's uh He's uh Yeah. Yeah. Forget about Chesney. He's gonna. Yeah. Anyways, it's good. He, he's 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 a uh, he's a uh, he's a threat on on both sides of the pitch. Yeah. It's important. So looking forward to that. Yeah. So I Juve Juve better. I think they could do it, but it's gonna be very it's gonna be very tough. It's gonna be a very hard game. But now is when they need to prove their quality because if they're to go deep in the Champions League, and that's really their goal right now. Because again, we've had so much success over the last several years in Italy that our goal has really only been the past couple of years to yep. to make a dent in Europe. We've come so close. We Fact. we know that we still have the team to do it, but. It's uh, it's gonna be very hard. It's gonna be a very hard fought game. So stay yeah. tuned, and I hope that Allegri isn't too too stubborn. But um, if he is, I'm. It's not gonna be a very happy podcast for me next week. I'll be sure to record my reactions right after the game. But uh, yeah, Manzukic on the bench. That's really the only thing I have to say. Yeah. Because given his limitations, that's really the only thing that he has any choice in in terms of what decisions he can make and who to play, who to not. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Okay. So yeah, that's good. Um, so now we're going to move, we're going to change our, we're going to change our, um, topic of the discussion here, uh, to more, uh, 
you know, not not specifically focusing on you know specific Serie A games and stuff like that. We want to get the most so out of have, our guest. Yeah, we have our special guest here, Bardetti, the EPL uh, uh, expert, Puff some, Daddy, some say. Yeah, ultimate team expert. So yeah. we want we want to get his take on. Um, well, well, let's start with let's let's start with some transfer news. He's he's done his homework for tonight. He he found some you know uh, EPL Serie A linked transfer moves. So we'll let him. Uh, so yeah, I'll just, I'll just get into a few here real quick. Yeah, um, and I'll get Sam's opinions. So I was reading up that uh, there's a possibility that Bellerine will join Juventus. Yes, I this saw summer. That. Sam, your thoughts? I like it. I want to see it happen. I think Bellerine just has to be in a better situation. I agree. With a yeah. better manager and to get the most out of him. I think I think Arsenal's too poisonous for him right now, and he's he's a young guy. He's very involved on social media. He's he he kind of he chats back to Arsenal fan TV. I don't know. I think he he gets too he gets a lot of hate right now, which I understand because the team has been playing like absolute trash. I don't know if he's a U, I don't know if he's a Juve type of player though because we've what seen, is a Juve we, type of no, player? No, because we've seen in the past few years that Juve's fullbacks are are more adept defensively than offensively and and Dani Alves. Well, okay, Alexandro. Other than, okay, other than Dani, Alexandro is very good defensively. He is, like, he's but, just, but he like, is. But I'm talking about like Asamoah, Liechtenstein, you know, like Asamoa. those. Those have been no, but those have been the main. Sta- no, but those have been the main. Sta- no, he used to be a starter. Like th- those have been the mainstays on the back. You know, Dani Alves was a was a tra- yeah. Deshilio, Deshilio can't attack or defend. He could defend. Come on, come see. on. So anyways, Jordan, so, except, yeah, except it would, it would with be, the quality of Jordan Lukaku, it'd be it'd be cool if you went there. But I'd like to see it happen. Continue, continue. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, one thing that has been arised, has been rising up recently is Candreva potentially to Chelsea. Yeah, whereas that's last a joke. season, I don't that's get a joke. That's okay. only if Conte stays. Last if Conte's season, gone, yeah, if Conte there's no fucking. I really don't get these Conte transfers, man. They're like all, his dream scenarios are like, listen, you want Morata? Okay, fine. He got Morata, but fuck. Like beyond that, some of the players who was, who've been on his demand list in the past year, man. Let's just go through a list here. Fernando Llorente, who's 33, 32, 33. One of the slowest guys Andy I've ever Ca- seen playing Andy for Juve. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. Yeah. Emanuele Giaccherini last year. Those are fireable offenses on their Jesus own. God. <laughs> but anyways, continue. I think he wants to get fired. That, that, Maybe. That, so that's, that's fair. That's a real question mark. I think Nick agrees on that one. Yeah. I don't think Candreva has what it takes to do well in the Premier League. But I mean, I mean, he does lead the Serie A in assists, but... When you're when you're peppering in uh, twenty crosses a game and like one of them manages to find Icardi's foot, then you're gonna lead the, you're gonna lead the unit. If there's anyone who could get who can get good results out of Candreva, it's Conte. I just don't know that he'll actually be there I because guess. it looks like he may get the Italy job. So we have also one that I want to talk about real quick. So Emre Chan almost confirmed 100 percent to Juventus at the end of the season. Will come on as a free transfer. So as a replacement, yeah. Liverpool are looking at potentially signing Barella. I don't like that at all. I mean, no, like, I, not that why, I don't like, why? not that I don't like that. Just, that it, no, I don't like that for him. Yeah. I don't like that for him. Mm-hmm. I don't see Barella coming in and making an impact for Liverpool. Nicola Barella is 20 years old, plays for Cagliari, came through their youth ranks. He's a local boy. I think he needs to stay at Cagliari another year. I don't even think that he should be transferring to a bigger club in City A right no, now because I can't see him getting time. into, like, who really, you know, what are you going to do? Like, kind of, he, if you're Barella. So right now, Bardetti, you were saying I think Liverpool are asking. Sorry, Cagliari are asking for like forty-five yeah, million. Forty-five for him. million sets. Is that correct? Okay. So, no team in Serie A is going to pay that beyond like a Napoli, Juve, uh, Roma. You know, even right the big clubs, Milan. I don't know that he necessarily gets into their teams on a weekly basis, and he needs to keep playing at twenty-one years old. He's going to be turning twenty-one this year. So really, the really no, he's know, twenty-one now. Actually, he just turned. 21. Did he just turn twenty-one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Excuse me. 
There's no, no, there, there's, there's no intermediary club in Serie A where he can maybe look to start developing a little bit more. So that'll be a step up on Cagliari, but not quite this, the Juventus or Milan or Inter or whatever step, right? Um, so it's it's a tough one. The last thing you want to he see is him going. To, the last thing you want to see is him going to Liverpool and then getting loaned out like three or four times in a row to like these obscure like teams and like. Uh, if you loan him back to Cagliari, kind of yeah, like maybe. a Naby Keita type yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe. Okay, fine. I don't know why they need him. They're getting Naby Keita this year anyway. He's kind of like a yeah, it's Chana. a it's a weird it's a Liverpool weird a bit strange. I'd yeah. like to see Chan at Juve. I'd like that one a lot. It looks like it may actually not happen now. There are some complications. Apparently, they made like they gave him an ultimatum this this yeah, week. He's apparently okay. Madrid came into the fray. I don't know if you can get what? him on a free. Really? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Listen, it's on a free. It's not that good. He's a very similar free. player to uh, Sami Kadira. Yeah. I'd li- I'd like him much more than Kadira though. I Look think Kadira he's a little bit, a little bit, but yeah, both Germans of like uh, Arabic, Chan's Turkish. Anyway, whatever. I I'd like to have him over Kadira to be Sam honest. Sam shooting in his. Yeah, his tidbits of knowledge, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And then another thing we wanted to talk about with uh, with you, Bardets, is uh, we want to know just very quickly what like as an EPL supporter. Like I know you do watch some Serie, but it's like not even close to how much EPL you watch. Obviously, uh, like just some. What are what are the sentiments and what are the what are the views of the Serie to like an EPL supporter in their eyes? Like I have a feeling I know some of the things you're gonna say because because I could just. Yeah. I could just picture it, but uh, yeah, you. It's mainly just that um, the city only. Well, first of all, their coverage is terrible yeah. in North America. The only way to catch any games are on that illegal stream, or through very laggy, uh, like illegal. Rai Internacional. Ronaldo Seven dot com <laughs> streams. So I mean, just like catching it on a good like TV screen unless and like you have really Nick's brilliant source. Yeah, right? unless you have but, B in sports. Yeah. No, no, Nick's brilliant to his illegal stream, right? The, the secret one that you got to yeah. DM him for. <laughs> That's a good point. One um, thing. One thing. I just it's just the amount of interesting games, and from an outside perspective, just aren't as high as EPL. So EPL almost week in week out, you have a bunch of fixtures with, that have a lot of value to the games. You know, so either it's a top for fight or a battle for relegation whereas right now we already know more or less who's going to get relegated you know Benevento's going down for sure and uh, so one thing I would do there's a few things I would like I think that they should implement is maybe reduce the teams maybe reduce the league from 20 to maybe 18 or 17 I agree totally have agree a, have the last two teams be relegated and then have the third and fourth last place teams play a playoff like the Bundesliga. Like the Bundesliga, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. That'd be really interesting, and I think I think you're you're a good guy to kind of get an opinion on this for it because you're 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 a well-rounded Premier League fan. You know, you're not one of these you're not one of these kind of Premier League fans that sits on you know sits on his perch and kind of just looks down on any other league. You are aware of what goes on yeah. in Italy. Now, you were asking me before what I think needs to be done on Serie A's end to actually start competing and maybe get to that level. And I think we can all agree that better performances in big competitions like the Champions League, contrary to what Nick thinks, the Champions League is... At I'm the end joking, of the day. bro. Yes, I, 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 I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> joke. I'm going along with the joke. Come on, come on. Give me more credit than that. But yeah, obviously you want to see you want to see big Italian clubs do well in the Champions League, go far. Because I think what we saw in Spain, right, was a number of clubs, like only a handful of clubs really, right? Madrid, Barca, Atleti, doing very well in the Champions League. And as a result, the league as a whole got considered... Strong in in a, in a top in a, heavy yeah top in, a, heavy. in a very high regard despite the fact that it's Strong. not necessarily the most competitive beyond those three teams yeah as a result big players who want to win get attracted to clubs that can compete now I also think that it's very important for because you know good performances like that don't just happen I think that you need to have good players right and uh, obviously financial financial backing is important and I think to that end clubs need to start owning their own stadiums Juventus right now is the only team in Italy that does so 
Roma is on the path um, much further than a lot of other clubs. But I think you know, I think Milan, Napoli, Udinese have all flirted with the idea. I think Udinese even did last year. So regarding that topic, but, I think in the future we should really spend like maybe not today. Yeah, we're, that's uh, something we want to get to in more depth. Yeah, another exactly. time. But just kind of scratching the surface, that's definitely something that you want to look to get into to get better stadiums, to produce a better product on the yeah. field. It's just a better aesthetic overall. I think that's what you got to do to get and, into. Kind of a better standing, standing as you know, in the mind of a general fan to position and, and Bardet, from a I agree, standpoint. I agree with you with the eighteen teams thing, just real quickly because Benevento is almost already guaranteed to be relegated. Would make it a lot so, more competitive. So Hellas would go down with nineteen right now. Benevento would not be sorry, not go down. They wouldn't be here with nine. Um, they have nineteen. Benevento have ten. That's kind so, of sad though. So Crotone would have twenty one. Spal would have twenty three. Sassuolo would have twenty three. That would be like the relegation zone right now. So so it would be a lot closer. But yeah. needless to say, I agree. Then again, just for EPL fans to know, the Serie A out of the top five leagues is the only one where the title race is pretty much not over yet. So you have to look at the league as a whole. But in from you know in a larger perspective, perspective, I totally agree with you that that's those are the sentiments around the Serie A. Just to wrap up now, a couple things we wanted to get into here. Just some uh, our uh, we love our we love our last few minutes of the pod where we just talk about random shit. Funny moments of the week. So uh, Stronzo of the week. Goes to Mattia De Chilio. I'm so happy we unanimously agreed on this because we didn't talk about this at all. But no, at all. What a fucking miss! <laughs> How, Holy like, literally, crap! No, literally, was he thirty? No, was he thirty centimeters away from the net? Mattia De Chilio got a cross. Yeah, so like, Mattia De Chilio in the game against Spal, right? The one that we kind of brushed off as being insignificant earlier off in the pod. Was. In one of the few, in, well, it wasn't. Joy Saputo. Joy Saputo. Joy Saputo had a. No, stop. I that. thought they always get into. Joy Saputo had a heart attack somewhere, somewhere in Sandville when he saw that one. Um, yeah, man, my God, Mattia, Mattia the literally Shilio, thirty centimeters Mattia away the from the Shilio, who used to get games for Italy when he was a lot younger, which is hilarious, and he used to be Nick's hair icon. He, he would always try to get haircuts. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, big, big mistake. He got he got a cross in. He was literally he was just outside the goal line. He found a way. I don't even know that the conditions were that bad. He found a no, way to weren't. fucking get the ball above the bar. That was beer league Bro, like, like skills. Just look it up. Matias Deschilio miss versus Spal. No, Matias Deschilio. My God, my, maybe Deschilio would have missed that one. Freudian slip. No, <laughs> Deschilio would have actually scored that. Matias Destro. So Matias Destro miss against Spal. Brutal stuff. We'll post a link on. Uh, we'll Did post I say Deschilio? You guys have been saying Deschilio this entire time. It's Freudian slip. Bro. Get out. I was like, Matias Destro. Oh my, what a blunder. Deschilio has been saying. Hey, excuse me, excuse me. I love Deschilio. We take that back. Matias Deschilio gets into Stronzo of the week unintentionally. Just because his name is Matias Deschilio. Deschilio has had his moments. He's looked very. He's actually looked very solid for us the past couple weeks. We done. Okay, we take that back. Okay, Strons of the Week, if it wasn't made abundantly clear, sorry. Mattia Destro. Mattia Destro. Destro Missing from Bologna. 30 centimeters away from Mi- the net. Yeah, skied sky- it above the bar, found a way. It doesn't even make sense to me. I, I fell out of my chair when I saw that yeah. live. doesn't even make sense. Um, Next thing I want to tackle quickly. Strons of the Week. Congrats. Uh, At least you have a hot wife. Ludovico Caramis. <laughs> That's the hot wife shout-out of the week last Sam, year. Sam, do you want to uh, do you want to go to the World Cup in 2018? Uh. <laughs> because uh, well, you, because you apparently uh, apparently uh, you, can, yeah. you can numb the pain of literally not being there because yeah uh, you literally could because apparently everything co- is legal. apparently cocaine heroin and cannabis are made legal to World Cup 2018. That's a great idea. Uh, Sam, your thoughts? I mean, in Brazil, I think they banned alcohol from the stadium, so this is a far cry from that. 
uh, you you give me cocaine, uh, heroin, cannabis. You bring to you bring to Russia, no problem. It's all so good. yeah. So the Eurasian to, to Economic f- Union sounds fake, which is based in Moscow. To consists f- of nations like Russia, Kazakhstan, and all other such, stupid such, countries. Such world powerhouses. Whoa, whoa, stu- Wait, which will, which, easy. which will not prevent the entry of drugs. Stupid countries. <laughs> <laughs> Such a world powerhouse. Okay, so basically, if okay, you want to so, bring, so if you want to bring narcotics into the country, what you need to do is you need to prove some specifically, kind of medical, to, yeah, some kind of medical condition, what which I we think, can argue that is probably easy to really like forge. Uh, yeah, like. but yeah, I, I think I think we would all we could also agree that anyone who does that, who tries to claim that heroin is being used <laughs> for medical purposes, I'm no doctor. I mean, if, if you're an Arsenal is, fan, is, is, <laughs> is bullshit. Yeah, that, that, that is the on, that is the only exception of the rule, Bardetti. You should look into that. I I counsel that very strongly. No, otherwise. No chance. Okay, but you want to um, laugh? So I, laugh? I think this is a ploy for the no, Russians to wanna... get drugs. I think I think the Russian authorities just want to confiscate drugs. To be no, honest. but let's, you want to laugh? Uh, ironically, I would like to laugh. Ironically, yes, make me laugh. smoking will not be allowed in the stadiums. Doesn't smoking every... will not. Smoking will not be allowed. They're gonna have you're smoking allowed to, you're allowed to in, You're allowed to inject heroin in the stands. Bro, gonna, my, bro, <laughs> fucking understand. Ba- baby, baby, smoking. Oh, brown is you're there. What the fuck? So what's Maurizio Sarri supposed to do if he used to go chill? Like, yeah, exactly. And I think just the last thing we want to touch on is Bardetti. What is this quote that Wenger said about when he lost? Oh, just really boy. quickly. Something about when you only have your trousers on, oh, and it's boy. easy to take off. But this when you're naked, totally you need to put, the... <laughs> need to this put was, on. This was Wenger. I think the emperor. I think I think the emperor has no clothes. Is, uh, this was Wenger being asked, "How do you make sure your players dig deep and start hitting the ground running against Milan?" This is so Wenger's. How is Wenger going to motivate his players? And his response was. You know, when you're completely naked, you have to find a shirt and put it on. What is this man saying? Love it. Mas- is this master, man? master class team he's, talk. He's right officially there. lost the plot. He's, he's officially he's, lost That is it. the most French thing I've ever heard. And on that note, on that note. The emperor has no clothes. Bardetti, thank you for being here. Um, whenever out. whenever we need uh, an EPL correspondent or we need Mr. Puff, we know who to call. Big shout out also before we do close up to, uh, before we forget, to... Uh, Mango, Luca Manlaviti, Joe Tutino, Kyle Zulo for getting called up to the Italian national ball hockey team. Yeah. They'll be representing uh, our country at the World Juniors in St. John's, Newfoundland. This sounds, this is shit that sounds, sounds fucking fake. <laughs> it sounds fake, but we swear to God, this is a real thing. I'm very pumped. Uh, very pumped for the boys. Um, so yeah, be, be sure to be. You know Haiti you has don't a need team too. You know Tur- Haiti has a team too. <laughs> We're all Canadians. Fuck. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah. So when you tune into that tournament in uh, in June, be sure to look out for the boys. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Another great episode in the books. Thanks Ciao. a lot. Thanks, Pardetti. Ma dove andiamo che c'è un traffico da pazzi E se in costume sulla sabbia calda per i scazzi Le solite vecchiette maledicono i ragazzi Che col pallone per giocare non trovano spazi Gli ombrelloni giù da noi sono condomini Ci trovi parentele assurde con nuovi cugini Fai pranzo e cena con una pizza di maccheroni Leggende narrano che dopo se fai il bagno muori C'è il venditore ambulante con i miei cd E chi ne parla male poi passa l'estate qui È così strano che il turismo non esploda Quando in altri posti anche un traghetto sul laghetto va di moda Guardo le stelle in cielo e se qualcuno brilla penserò che pure in cielo sei riuscita a mettere una firma Vero non siamo perfetti, abbiamo migliaia di difetti Colonizzati ma cresciuti da Gazzino Vorrei svegliarmi presto la mattina Correre insieme e non sentirmi stanco Vivere spezzerati come prima Il tempo vola in queste notti in bianco Sto bene, sto bene così Quanti difetti che c'è terra mia Sto bene così